0: Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadak, Eric Siska, and we hate movies. everyone, welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in to our fine program. If you are new to the podcast, you're catching us at uh, the tail end of our summer blockbuster extravaganza. It's not quite done yet. we got yeah. a few more episodes to go. This is the third to last uh, uh, of what we've been calling on Twitter, hashtag SBE2014, which I've seen a lot of people are using. That's fantastic. Keep it up. This week... We're talking about another Roland Emmerich film. This time it's 2004's The Day After Tomorrow. Man, this movie is on the highest of horses. I can't even see this movie's head. (laughs) This horse is so high. Oh, yeah. This movie thinks that every word that it says has been like written in blood on a fucking holy stone somewhere. And the problem is, it's not a trashy disaster movie. And it really, really should be.
1: Well, you know why? It's that goddamn libtard message. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not going to, you know, I'm trying not to get political on the show. (laughs) But oh my god. It is just jamming it down
0: your throat. And it's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, sometimes it's okay to jam stuff down someone's throat. But in this instance, it's like, what are you what are you accomplishing with this movie? Like, yes, global warming is a huge problem. It's become way more of a problem in the ten years since this fucking movie. Yeah, was this made. movie's
1: basically come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we have polar vortexes now. I had to travel against some wolves on my way here. <laughs> you see that. Steve fought some CGI wolves.
0: Yeah, it's you got just, computer wolves everywhere now. It's an epidemic in this city. Ten years later. Wolves. Computer wolves. <laughs> Yeah, and and for a movie that's, like, billing itself as this big disaster movie, a fucking, I don't know, like, a third of it is people hiding in a library. Well, the the first 45 minutes is an okay movie called The Day After Tomorrow. And then the the last hour and 15 minutes is, my dad's coming to pick me up, guys. Guys, my dad's coming to pick me up. Uh, And, like, because his dad's coming to pick him up, like... He, Jake Gyllenhaal, is just checked out of the movie. Like, he's just, he's waiting for a ride. You have a character that's <laughs> waiting for a ride. He's in the foyer with his bag Oops. and his coat, and they're <laughs> like, hey, Jake, your dad, he's not coming for a while. You want to come hang out with the rest of it? No, my dad's coming to pick us up. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's calling his dad from pay phones. Well, that's something you don't see anymore. It's true. They're long gone. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you would find one in the public
0: library these days. What is he, no. Amish?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Martha, I'm going to touch this, this evil devil box, but I have to because the world is ending.
0: Well, that's a weird, I mean, I know that the Amish have to like stay true, but like, wouldn't it be cool if they were like, all right, guys, new Amish. We're taking everything back to 1960. It would still be spurning a lot of technological advancement. Wow. Right like, below the
1: civil rights movement.
0: <laughs> that's where you want to be. Keeping it, keep it where the Amish like it.
1: <laughs> that's as far as I'll go, English.
0: <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get a lot of bad Amish emails now. No, we're not.
1: If they do, they are bad Amish. Yeah, <laughs> if
0: you're writing me an email,
1: <laughs> Amish person, shame on you. I'm it stole you. your soul. Yeah, you, it, well, if they are writing us, they might be part of this Amish mafia I've been hearing <laughs> about.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that show? Yeah. Are they killing people? Like is it a serious mafia or we're killing chickens or something. No, I don't I have no idea.
0: It's like the Italian mafia. It's like
1: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna paint his barn really shitty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I dare you to go One down
1: coat. I dare you
0: to go down to Arthur Avenue and put some fucking strawberry ice cream in somebody's face. You'll see what happens <laughs> to you.
1: Is that a Bronx reference? It's a Bronx. Arthur reference.
0: Avenue is a location in Bronx, New York. Where the mafia comes to play. <laughs> Also some good delis. Great delis <laughs> and wonderful restaurants. So this movie, man,
1: is about like the, the, the whole weather structure of the world changes. And it really, really jams it down your throat because the 20th century f- Fox logo. Yeah. Oh, it's stormy. Oh, it's, it's, getting oh, it's stormy. stormy. Oh, it's Dude, stormy. I
0: fucking, I despise when movies open and they like, the, the 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 production company or the film distributor will change the look of their logo to make it go like in theme with the movie. Oh forget it. Are we it's kind of so done dumb. with that now. I feel like we've passed it had its heyday. I'm concerned that as recently as the new X Men movie, yeah. something happened to that Fox logo. I'm fucking with it. I'm not a hundred percent. And I think it's mostly Fox. I feel like the um the uh the shitty sony the sony lady uh has changed a little bit here and there
1: uh, i think uh universal maybe here and there i don't know
0: Warner right. Brothers is a big offender as well. It's Fox oh, and Warner yes. Brothers Those are, are the like the Russia, the, the Soviet Union and the U.S. <laughs> well, because if it's like, if, you know, it's a movie about uh, this is what I didn't understand, though, because this is the perfect time to do it. Like, here's this movie where like a new Ice Age comes to the planet. Right. Oh, they could have that little cartoon squirrel. On. <laughs> Scrat could have come out. <laughs> it's owned by Fox. Scrat oh, could have been there. Synergy. But uh,
1: <laughs>
0: no, but like, uh, uh, like, why doesn't it freeze? Yeah. Why are there just dumb clouds? If you're going to oh, do they this. want to like, give
1: away the third
0: act. Oh, come on. That's in the preview that the Ice Age is coming. You hear handsome Dennis Quaid say Ice Age four times in the preview.
1: Man, Dennis Quaid in this movie, that, that face is worse for wear. <laughs> well, as, as, as the movie goes on.
0: Yeah, he gets a little harangued because his son's, you know, on the other side of the country. And he's gonna walk from Jersey to, to Manhattan to deal with it. Well, speaking of walking, in the beginning of this movie, he's doing some sweet Super Mario jumps, which don't make a whole lot of sense. Why is he a super jumper?
1: Oh yeah, because they're they're like where where are they? They're in some cold spot, aren't they? Uh, Antarctica, Antarctica. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> the young and inexperienced guy Dash Mihawk. Yeah, who's he, that? He isn't that like a bounty hunter in Star Wars?
0: <laughs> it sounds like it. No, he is uh I feel like he's played a doofus in things. He plays a doofus in a lot of things. He's the guy in Punisher, Warzone, the the dumb cop. Oh yeah, that's where I think I recognize him. He's in Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Equals. <laughs> Equals a movie I've seen too many times. <laughs> But so he's in this. They're doing like uh, you know some some Antarctic like weather research or some such nonsense. And, uh, you know, there's a big crack that's about- he's like drilling and there's a big crack that happens because like a big part of the ice shelf is breaking off into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it's just like going down and like he almost falls. And then like they save him and then it's like, oh, but the, the equipment and Dennis Quaid's like jumping over this ravine back and forth with this. Shit. He like- does a Luigi jump where his legs kind of
1: spin a lot while he's doing <laughs> it to get to get his science stuff. Yeah. Like this is like oh my my science posters or whatever the hell all my, science, oh, my <laughs> Einstein posters it, it's Einstein with his tongue out it's J, it's,
0: it's John Belushi in college that's <laughs> my X Files I want to believe poster it's the big wall sized one of Bob Marley smoking a huge spliff
1: oh fuck dude we got to go back to college it'd be great get some Scarface get some, posters yeah really. <laughs> eyesore posters.
0: (laughs) I always despised that dude. I despised and admired the dude on our campus that would always be selling posters outside the bookstore because it was like, you know what you're selling is garbage, Mm -hmm. but God bless you for making a fucking fortune off of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he would have like every sell of the original Boondock Saints movie in poster form. Oh yeah, and they sold like hotcakes. That's
1: where I got my adaptation poster because... Why wouldn't you want to wake up every day look, look <laughs> looking at Nick Cage in a flower pot? <laughs> why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, that's a movie you want everyone to know you like. That, yeah, that sounds like three or four years to me. Hey, mm-hmm.
0: uh, I watched legitimate cinema. Mm-hmm. Here's Nicolas Cage with curly hair. Yeah,
1: I like important movies. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah, I had uh, the Fear and Loathing poster. It was a nice little conversation piece because then you could tell people, hey, I also read the book, and yes, it was 168 pages. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So a lot of this movie is just Dennis Quaid trying to convince a Dick Cheney surrogate that like the world is ending, and this guy just does not want to hear it. He's being a real prick. Is the thing like the yeah. next scene is you know we're at the summit and he's giving... Giving his findings about, like, oh, my God, it's really happening. The day after tomorrow is coming. What's amazing is during this lecture, it's at the UN, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are raising their hands and asking him questions as if this is the first ever lecture that's been given on the subject of climate change. They're like, so you say it. Wait, wait, wait. So if I understand this right, the ozone layer is depleting. And so more rays from the sun are getting
1: in, thus heating up. This is a thing that's happening? Wait, wait, what? what what's happening to the earth? <laughs> well, who did that?
0: <laughs> Al Gore is in the back. Well, thanks for nothing, Professor Wizard. <laughs> and just like slams the door. If anybody saw my documentary that came out several years prior to this, <laughs> you'd already be informed. But thanks for wasting everybody's time, Dennis Quaid. That Dick Cheney surrogate stole the election for me, and there would definitely. It would be the day after the day after tomorrow (laughs) if I was elected president.
1: We would certainly have uh, several less conservative Supreme Court judges. That's (laughs) that's true. certainly would. Topical.
0: Uh, Yeah, there you go. And Jim Henson's favorite senator, uh, Joe Lieberman, would have been vice president. Oh, man, Joe Lieberman. And video games would be outlawed. (laughs) Is it Joe Lieberman? Lieberman? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Lieberman outlawed video games. That guy was a fucking few fries short of a happy meal. He didn't exactly swing in the swing that Florida. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody was coming out for Joe Lieberman. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I, didn't, I really don't mean anything. I just mean that he didn't. He did not bring in the votes, Eric, that he <laughs> promised. So, a few years removed from Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal's in this movie. It was astounding to me that he still looks like a little kid so much in this movie. No, I was, yeah. this is a 17 my ass kind of thing. Like, mm. he looks, I don't mean to say that he looks 17, but he looks a lot younger than he
1: does. Oh, now. yeah. Like, he, now he's like a man. He's a big oh, yeah. man. He's got, i got a beard now. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm a man. <laughs> That's my Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Yeah, he's playing, uh, you know, uh, Dennis Quaid's son, junk bonds, which is you know, it's the it's the classic hook thing, you know, like, my where does my bond? Yeah, right, junk bonds. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, it's the same thing. Like he promises to take him to the airport. He comes too late, and he's like, Dad, you know, oh, you never you never come from me, you, you know. You would, you know, even if the world was ending and I was in New York and you were in Washington, <laughs> you wouldn't find a way to get to me. If I was stuck in a library and you were doing a weather conference and the world started to end, you wouldn't fucking find me. Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> he I- flunks math because he refuses to show his work and gets real indignant about it, and I bo- that bothered me a lot. Because you were one of those people that was desperately trying to cling to any kind of passing math grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or,
1: or you'd be sitting next to someone like J. Gyllenhaal and we're like, why won't he show his work so I can copy it? Why won't I, I want to copy
0: it? But he's on this high horse like, oh, you know, I, I did, got all the answers right, man. Because I'm just
1: smarter cl- than the teacher. Dennis, okay, dad? And his dad's like, well, great, son. I was like, no, <laughs> fucking
0: do, you, you do the goddamn assignment. Yeah, because Dennis Quaid is like, oh, well, you're trying to tell me that he just he flunked you because you're smarter than he is. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And he's like, well, I'm going to call the school, and he's just going to take
1: care of it. It's like, you know what? No. Excuse, fucking- me. Excuse me, school? Yeah. My son is smarter than all of you, so you give him an A. Did I mention I predicted
0: the end of the world? Which is coming, by the way. You should also run for your lives. But first, change that grade. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, though. Get off your high horse. If the teacher says you have to show your work, show your work. I'm not impressed that you can just write stuff down. <laughs> exactly. Because also, who knows? Maybe you got a copy of the test and you copied, you know, you memorized all the answers or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just a school teacher. <laughs> yeah, I got a ton of shit to do. You show your work, kid. Fucking arrogant asshole in this movie. So he's going to a, a, a academic decathlon in New York. Yes. And he's going with Emmy Rossum, uh, Shameless as Emmy Rossum, and Some Other Kid Nobody Ever Saw Again. I was going to say uh, The Phantom of the Opera's Emmy Rossum. Oh, yeah. There you go. I think that might have been the only thing oh, I've seen her. I
1: was going to say Nothing's. Emmy Ross.
0: <laughs> oh, uh Mystic River is Emmy Ross. So. Oh, that's right. She is in that. That's is she his, the girl that, that gets murdered? That's his daughter
1: in there. She's yeah. that daughter
0: in there. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's his daughter <laughs> in oh. there.
1: the titular daughter. <laughs> she played oh. Mystic
0: River in Mystic River. <laughs>
1: Hi y'all, I'm you know, Mystic River. It's a pretty <laughs> name. It's it's kind of a hippy-dippy name, yeah. but it works. You know, it works for our family. <laughs> what I'm getting murdered.
0: <laughs> that's a great movie, though. It's a, it's a great movie. And
1: Vampires. So they're
0: on, they're on a plane to New York, and the plane actually starts to crash. Like, <laughs> the wing is peeling back, and they, like, turn Jake Gyllenhaal into this, like, nervous Nelly, mm-hmm. And they turn into, like, this sweet moment, because, like, the wing is peeling back. There's turbulence. He's holding her hand, and she's like, is this guy trying to make a move? Like, no, he's actually experiencing death. Oh, wow. Then that, that is a turnoff. But it seems like this... 15 minutes into your movie, mm. uh, there's nothing. There's no tension here. No. I know this movie's not about a plane crash. Yeah. I also know from the trailer that at some point, Jake Gyllenhaal and these other people will be sitting in a library somewhere. Mm. Like, th- this does nothing for me. Like, yeah. you're sitting there, you're just like, all right, so when are you going to pull out of this, pilot? Oh, you did it? All right. Well, well, well so that's this over is with.
1: setting up, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal as this, like... The
0: aforementioned nervous Nelly. Yeah,
1: well, you know, he's like (laughs) he's a good kid. He's smart. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. But he He doesn't. But he's not good around the ladies, and you know, and he's got he's got to try to overcome that. That's that's sort of his. Yeah,
0: I mean day the, after tomorrow his storm. Oh. <laughs> I mean the most nerd's curse is that they look like a 24-year-old Jake Gyllenhaal in high school. It's, it's really a, Honestly, it's awkward. It's an awkward phase. I look
1: just like that. It was hard as shit. It's I
0: know, man. It's really really difficult. You and turned out know, these modeling contracts. It's it's like every day. And you just you can't get over it. Mm -hmm. You can't, and you just have to. You look forward, look to the day after tomorrow, and think like (laughs) you know it's going to get better.
1: One day, one day in the dystopian hellscape that the Earth becomes, (laughs) maybe she'll talk to me.
0: (laughs) One person that's not making it to the day after tomorrow is Ian Holm in this movie. (laughs) He makes it to the day of. This is what I like to call. Ian Holm and his band of who-cares scientists. This is a group of three people. It's Ian Holm, a guy who likes watching soccer, and a guy who's like a newly, you know, he's just become become a father. And they're just like at this weather center, and you're just looking at them. And you're looking at the way, like, they're just like these three kind of like little, unassuming people. And because I've seen every disaster movie ever, I'm like, yeah. Well, these three are dead meat. Oh, yeah. Put, Put the clock on Ian Holm the second you see him in this movie. But, Little hobbity son of a bitch.
1: For some reason, Dennis Quaid is in India briefly. Yeah. And that's where he runs, runs into Ian Holm.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Ian Holm's walking around going, you know, we used to own all of this. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is why he can hail a taxi really easily and Dennis Quaid can't. And then I thought it was very clever of the filmmakers that we go from hailing a cab in India someone being murdered by hail in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Weather hail, everyone. I, yeah. Weather hail. I forgot about <laughs> That's that. That's pretty great.
0: Yeah, such weather hail. Like, these are...
1: Shit's going crazy in Tokyo. <laughs>
0: shit is going... And again... <laughs> you're absolutely right. And nobody gives a shit. <laughs> that is... Can I just... I'm sorry. Shit's going crazy in Tokyo is something you would see. Like, if there was some, like event in Tokyo of any kind, you'd yeah. see some dumbass teenager tweet that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it would be. The, somebody's you, just going crazy in Tokyo. Well, I, ju- I just tweeted that. Oh. <laughs> Somebody make me an extra large T-shirt that's pink and has white letters It says shit's going crazy in <laughs> Tokyo. And I'll wear it. I'll totally wear that T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: we gotta get on this merch, guys. We get gotta make it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just a real... And it's the, kind of, it's the only scene, I think, of something like that happening at first. Because, like they sort of very gently usher in the idea that this big storm's coming mm. so it's like yeah hailing the taxi and then it's just like oh a quiet day in tokyo a businessman is coming home from a long day at work <laughs> <laughs> And this dude is taken out so violently. Well, oh, you don't yeah. know what the movie is yet. So you're like, oh, is this like the Japan story and he's got his own thing? Maybe I'm watching, you know, uh, an Iñárritu movie. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's Babel. Maybe it's Babel <laughs> and he's going <laughs> to go meet yeah. his deaf daughter. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> maybe he's in the Yakuza. <laughs> maybe. maybe. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's like, Oh, no, that guy's dead. Yeah, no. That shit's dead. Well, that shit's dead. Shit is going crazy. in So Tokyo. you know,
1: as, as they continue to 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 show us, like, oh, they this weather is, uh, is not that good. You know, in, in India there was also kind of flurries happening, and it's like, whoa, this is this is really bizarre. Oh yeah. But also, geese attack New York City. Mm-hmm. They're landing the plane. They're getting down to New York. Gotta go on their school trip, and there's all this all these geese descending upon the city.
0: Dude, I hope uh, the, that plane was being piloted by Captain Sully Sullenberger. There's anyone that can go through geese. <laughs> that guy figured it out. Cuts right through him. Yeah, but like, it's a thing where, like, it's all uh, casual New Yorkers, but, like, the sky is black with geese. Like you do not, you can't. They are blocking out the sun. There's so many geese, and everyone's just like, ah, "I gotta get to my meeting." And it's like, "No, <laughs> go figure this out." Like we stop and we stop and look at things. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: No, you don't. Yeah, I've seen movies. <laughs> You've seen those libtard movies. The only thing, only time you New Yorkers stop, yeah, is when you see a Spider Man in trouble. <laughs> And then you're messing with everyone, you know, well, like yeah. you one oh, of yeah. us, you mess with all of us. Other than that, yeah, we are very protective you know? about our Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, we, sp- it's Spider-Man
0: and pizzas with you guys. <laughs> we bandy together and we save Spider-Man whenever he needs our help. <laughs> Every movie, we wind up getting our cur- the courage up together. <laughs> Is this also the part of the movie where like there's a power outage in the city or something, and uh, all these like. I don't know if they're cops or security guards or whatever, are going through the Central Park Zoo. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they totally like go to one cage, and he's like, huh, that's funny. And the guy's like, what? Because they're New Yorkers, <laughs> right? We're, we choke on every word. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. One guy oh. goes, yeah. And the other guy goes, yeah. And then the guy, a little traitor comes in. Oh, TD. <laughs> you know, we're all just. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's like, oh, look at that. The wolves got out.
1: <laughs> uh, no- it's a
0: living.
1: <laughs> there's, there's no uh, wolves hey, in Vinny, the Central Park Zoo. You see the goddamn CGI wolves? <laughs> fucking CGI wolves go crazy. Well, you got a bagel or a pizza? Pizza on a bagel? <laughs> Bro, it's both. <laughs> oh, well, It's oh, fucking oh. both. I'm ah,
0: a <laughs> fucking problem with CGI wolves that they can fit through the bars because they're so skinny.
1: You know, when pizza's <laughs>
0: on a bagel, you can eat that anytime. <laughs> You got know, to hell with these CGI Wolves. They're Mets fans. Go <laughs>
1: Yankees!
0: CGI Wolves, fan of the Mets, get out of here. <laughs> the, the wolves. Hey, somebody open that fire to, that fire hydrant. The Wolves are
1: out. <laughs> 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 these goddamn Wolves have uh, Mets penned up.
0: So, it's just so the movie audience knows there's a pack of wolves running wild in the city for some reason. Which is fine, you know, whatever. <laughs> there's also something hilarious, and it's just Ian Holmes' charming accent. What he's trying to say is, no, or what he is saying, but in my dumb American ears, he's saying Nomad Buoys. But he's saying it in a British way, so it sounds like nomad boys. <laughs> and I just imagine uh, Wait, what
1: was he trying to say? Nomad buoys.
0: Like buoys like are their very, little ocean uh, indicator. Because oh. basically he wasn't,
1: just, Whoa, whoa, is Ian Holm talking about how stern? <laughs> <laughs> the no, Baba Buoy? Oh,
0: I think Ian Holm just said Baba Buoy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Baba Buoy, Baba Bowie
1: Oh man. Vinny, this is a good fucking movie. (laughs) It's a good fucking movie.
0: Well, I was imagining Ian Holm being the uh, wrestling manager of a tag team called the Nomad Boys. (laughs) (laughs) I was picturing, when you said Ian Holm and the Nomad Boys, I was picturing him in like a shitty... English, like uh, Ricky Gervais era pop band, you know, mm. like Ian Holmes. Just maybe he's the manager of the Nomad Boys. Yeah. In that sense, still a manager though, never part of the team. I could pitch you three movies called Ian Holmes and the Nomad Boys, oh, and yeah. they're <laughs> all better than The Day After Tomorrow.
1: <laughs> for for instance, you could do like a low budget type of uh, la- uh, Lawrence of Arabia type of thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, I would love to see what a low budget Lawrence of Arabia looks like.
1: <laughs> Bend over, I'll show you. <laughs> Good God! I'm just saying it might be dry down there. That's all. <laughs> oh that's all you're saying. That's all. Hey Vinny! <laughs> oh ah!
0: I just pulled it, bend over and I'll show you gang on that's the guy. This guy's
1: got sand in his crack. <laughs> so we spent too much time down at Cody Island? Oh,
0: the biggest one as to, like, oh, the world's changing, is there's four tornadoes that hit Los Angeles. <laughs> and it's, Yeah. And my God, if there isn't the line, that tornado just took out the Hollywood sign. Shut up! It's crazy. There are four tornadoes in downtown Los Angeles destroying everything. And you, you think ca- Tommy Lee Jones was like, oh, God damn it, I got to get back out there <laughs> and get the jackhammer ready.
1: <laughs> and then he swept away. <laughs>
0: That would be the greatest cameo of all time. He reprises his role from Volcano, and he's like, "Well, that doesn't look like a volcano. and then gets immediately swept away. Jack, 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 just up into the sky. But yeah, you were saying it's insane because, like, if you think about and like people are watching this on TV, like Jake Gyllenhaal and his team are watching it on TV, and like this is 9-11 times four. Man, there's four yep. fucking tornadoes. In, an, in a in a city area that has, like, millions of people there, thousands upon thousands of people are dying. And everyone's just like, wow, that's a bummer, huh? Like, and it's, they're having, like, casual conversations. <laughs> the apathy is outrageous. Yeah. You're totally right. They're all just like, oh, look at that. Hey, uh, can I get some milk for this cereal? Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, can you... Remember a casual conversation that happened anywhere in the country from nine twelve to nine fifteen? Because it never happened. You were just being like, "Hey, remember that fucking tragedy happened, and we're still agape about it." You're talking about that tragedy. Yeah, it's it's so stupid. And there's like there's people in the street just watching mm-hmm. shit, and like. I think this goes back to I was watching another Roland Emmerich movie recently, ID4, of course, to celebrate the American holiday Mm -hmm. like we do every year. We light up fireworks and we watch Independence Day. And in that movie, when all the people are like, like when uh, when Vivica A. Fox's uh, friend there is like, oh, I'm going to go up on the roof to greet the aliens. And like everyone's having these like welcome aliens Uh, parties. Los Angeles, huh? (laughs) Everyone in this movie is having a welcome tornadoes party. Like everyone's just looking like, "Oh, they're here! It's great!" There's a fucking headphones gag in this movie, man. Another like a tornado is tearing this fucking thing apart. Yeah. This guy's sanded with his headphones, listening
1: to the World Cup, and no one cares. Oh man! Now speaking of these people, just like watching this crap, some dude runs out in the middle of the street and tells all these kids, "Like, hey, you get out of there! Don't watch those tornadoes!" And then he's like. But now I can't look away. <laughs> there are tornadoes happening. And his friend calls him. And his friend's like, hey, yo, yo on TV about to die. <laughs> and he's just like, I know. I'm watching tornadoes. I and can't believe it. At the last second, he's like, oh, I better get into my red Porsche and yeah. drive away. Yeah. Too late. A bus crushes him.
0: He is the producer of, of... this movie. <laughs> No. He's the producer of the uh whatever oh it's the um like the local uh weather station. Mm. He, or it's um the radio. It's the radio yeah. station because the guy calls he calls him up in the middle of the night or early in the morning and he's like, I think we're gonna have to put out like an extreme weather alert for tornadoes, and the guy's like, Ah fuck I'm coming in. <laughs> this guy is actually the Tommy Lee Jones of Day
1: After Tomorrow. Wait, wait, but he's a Tommy Lee Jones of radio? <laughs>
0: He's yeah, more, I guess he's so. More I got
1: to see the tornadoes, <laughs> and then I'll see about putting out an well, alert. It's
0: like, a, it's like a weather center type fella, but he's I guess a, there's something with the radio involved. He's
1: more the F- Harvey
0: Firestein yeah. station manager. I got to call my mother. Oh, shit. Here no, it I, is. I got to call my lawyer. Oh, fuck my lawyer. <laughs> There's another weatherman is, like, reporting in an epicenter in between three tornadoes. It's like, there's that tornado over there, and that tornado's that way, and there's an oh, no, and he gets murdered in, like, nine seconds. It's a real what the fuck did you think was going to happen. And that's one of the best deaths in the movie, and we're only, we're only 25 minutes in, because it gets, it goes downhill from here. Really, it really hardcore. It I mean... What are you tuning into these disaster movies for, if not for the hilarious deaths that occur? Well,
1: maybe to see Dennis Quaid's uh, bedroom, which <laughs> I want to talk about briefly. Oh, please. Go ahead. If you notice by his bed, uh-huh. he's just basically sleeping on a mountain of National Geographics, <laughs> And I'm thinking what everyone else is thinking. Uh-huh.
0: He's jerking off to those photos.
1: Bingo! <laughs> I
0: think he, as a forty-five-year-old man, Bingo. You should be able to buy your own
1: pornography. <laughs> no, but it's this way. If anyone catches him,
0: oh yeah, he's like I'm a scientist. Like, oh, I'm oh. an egghead. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, research. The old "it's for research" excuse. It's, Can it's be research used for all sorts of things. Uh, you
1: know, you never know. In Antarctica, you might come across African breasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility it's, it's a, a total
0: th- possibility although here's the thing are he and celia ward divorced in this movie or what i guess so They gotta be right is this it
1: is, oh, the, God, like, the relationship with the son alone they're helen hunt d- divorced because she they're in
0: different spots of the country but they're always talking to each other right 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 yeah and it's you know sh- she is useless in this movie she's just saving a cancer boy which For, is useless. Oh my god. For what this can like in the middle of this movie this cancer kid shows up and I'm like, well, great. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just it's it's unnecessary in the film. Cuz also you know, this is what I'm talking about again. Like I know that this kid who's receiving chemotherapy, you know, and they they really make him look like raccoon eyes, bald head, like yeah. really bad, you know. It looks like he's in home. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they're not going to kill this kid in this movie. No, of
1: course not. So, like,
0: when Seela Ward's like, oh, well, I'm going to stay behind in the hospital and pray that an ambulance shows up because this kid can't be moved... By mm-hmm. anything other than an ambulance. I'm like, well, that ambulance is showing up, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter of minutes. But that, he doesn't even have any kind of trial. Like, you know, think like give Seela Ward something to do. Maybe she has to drive this kid herself carry and carry like, him. Something she, she's just like pat like cooling his head the entire movie and it's like, Well, who cares? I don't I don't need to see Seela Ward play Nursemaid. No. Okay. I'm here. I purchased a ticket for a disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Unless Not- that kid turns into a tornado, I don't want to see him. Which, that's pretty great. Yeah, like <laughs> that kid, if a tornado what? just burst out of that kid's chest, he's like, It wasn't cancer, <laughs> it was tornado, I toss! And his chest just bursts open and a huge tornado comes in.
1: Oh man, I would I would be shocked if that would happen. I
0: think that's how Tornado Man was born in, in Mega Man.
1: Tornado Man? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was in one of the later games. Yeah, he was like a Mega Man 5 kind of Yeah, they started really running out of ideas. (laughs) He threw tornadoes at you. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was shitty, but it's Mega Man. It's still great. At this point, (laughs) like, for a while, uh, Dennis Quaid's boss is like, you're an asshole, you're an idiot, you pissed off the vice president, you're going to get us all killed. You know, it's Dick Cheney, he's going to have us murdered. (laughs) He's going to have us waterboarded. Yeah, you know, and... He starts to have a change of heart because literally the world is falling apart. And, like, even after the tornado thing in Los Angeles, Dick
1: Cheney's just like, Well, that's just, that's just a coincidence. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if we do something about that, it will destabilize the economy. Like that's he's worried about the economy and all this.
0: He's like, Yeah, if we give you all this money for preventative measures, where do you think that money's coming from? How do you think this is going to affect
1: the working economy? Yeah. yeah. How is this going to affect the rich?
0: (laughs) Amazingly, these are still the same arguments that we're having 10 years after this movie was made. It never
1: ends, man. Just because
0: Toby Jones played both Karl Rove and Armin Zola in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, (laughs) I'm kind of imagining, like, (laughs) Karl Rove downloading himself into a bunch of computers when, like, the day after tomorrow is happening. That is going to definitely happen. Mm -hmm. I would make sure. I don't know how I would do this. I would team up with the good people at Anonymous. Uh. And I would ensure that some horrendous pornography virus went into the Carl Rove computer system so and he, uh, fucking killed him. Oh. He K- killed him.
1: I thought it was like, all he could do is cyber sex now.
0: <laughs> if it <laughs> turned him into a, a cyber sex being?
1: Cyber sex strategist. <laughs> he's another piece of shit, huh? <laughs> Excuse me? Carl Rove. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> I mean... At this point, it's basically uh, you're just waiting for Jake, the weather to come. Jake Gyllenhaal is at the hunkiest fucking math decathlon I've ever seen. Oh it's him, Emmy Rossum, this other kid with these, glasses who's really good looking. These are some sexy ass nerds. There's not a, yeah. not
1: one fat kid I've seen. You could you could do laps in these hunks eyes. They're so <laughs> dreamy, man. Fucking lose yourself. Swim around in those hunky browns and baby those, blues. Those blue saucers, man. Just take a Oof. dip. They're all like, oh, we're so awkward. Being yeah. in high school is the worst. I got to lift weights and read about <laughs> astrophysics.
0: <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal kind of for like four and a half minutes has a romantic rival in this rich kid from another school kind of a thing. Yeah. Who like, you know, this kid, it's. Totally fair. He shows interest in Emmy Rossum as well. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> talking about vampires. And, and, and two guys just fighting for Emmy Rossum's heart. <laughs> but I'm like, all right, I'll get a little love triangle. Yeah, Maybe sure. Maybe that'll spice this movie up a little bit. That's cool. Well, no more than 10 minutes later does this, this hunk come up to Jake Gyllenhaal and he's like, hey, Jake Gyllenhaal why don't you just tell her how you feel, man? And I'm like, fucking fuck you, Hunk. That That's the premier problem of this movie, is <laughs> not just to tell her how you feel, because three minutes earlier, they're like, this kid's like, oh my God, my little brother's in Philadelphia. I gotta go pick him up. There's no contact in Philadelphia. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, oh, okay, now we're trapped in New York. And he, he has the fucking balls to go up to Jake Gyllenhaal in all of his grief and be like, you know what? Your little high school bullshit crush... Means more to me than my dead little brother clutching a school book at the bottom of a fucking ice store.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh makes no sense. He's doing a
0: lot of like, oh, we can stay at my dad's house, like he's the super rich, you yeah. know, Upper West Side kid or whatever. Yeah. And good they go him. there and they <laughs> Yeah, good for him indeed. <laughs> they go there and they hang out there for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, before they transport themselves to the library to
1: hang out some more. We're, There's just we're finding all these places to just hang out. hmm Cause the storm is starting up now, and we know it's serious, because oh my god, Vinny, did you hear this? Fucking close the Holland tunnel. <laughs> oh shit. And the Lincoln Tunnel too. How the fuck am I supposed to get to the Meadowlands? <laughs> Oh, bro,
0: you hear the Ranger game got canceled? Bro, they never close indoor sporting events. It's ridiculous. I can't believe this is happening. It's the worst day after tomorrow
1: ever. All right, well, I'll talk to you later. I got to go uh, collect garbage. <laughs> but, but I collect garbage on the Upper West Side.
0: 90% of people in New York collect garbage. Make and collect garbage. You either,
1: you either collect garbage or you catch shit. <laughs> Personally, I'm going to collect garbage. I don't know about you. You make garbage, you collect
0: garbage, or you eat garbage. New York City is a great place to live. You know, they got
1: restaurants and stuff for the rich folks, you know? Sometimes someone will throw out a bagel. (laughs) a
0: whole bagel, they just throw it out. Uh, That's just how I eat. You throw it in the garbage, I throw it in my gullet. Oh, bro, you think when uh, the continents shift, there'll be a land bridge to Staten Island? I wouldn't have to pay that Verrazano toll. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Nine bucks. That's crazy, Vinny. It's ridiculous. It's not even worth it to have an easy
1: pass. There's no discount. Pasta Primavera. That's like 10 bucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, like, you know, New York, Ian Holmes says a silent prayer and dies. (laughs) He says it's a prayer to be out of the day after tomorrow and is granted his wish. Well, let me tell you, this merry band of losers. (laughs) Are like up in wherever in the Arctic Circle, where this whole thing is like kind of started. They're not in the Arctic Circle. They're in Techland, England, I <laughs> yes, No. They're... they're in. They're in like Greenland or something. Uh, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Because they're just in like the middle of nothing. Yeah. Iceberg, and uh, he's like. They're uh, what are they gonna? They're gonna like burn something or throw something out or whatever. And it's like a bottle of scotch. And he's like, instead of doing whatever you were gonna do, let's drink it. Yeah. And it's just these three nothing characters toasting, toasting themselves out of the movie. (laughs) Because the whole thing with this storm is, you know, it's gonna be bringing about this new ice age. And Dennis Quaid predicts rightfully that, uh, like, the temperature is gonna have a severe drop. Like there's, there's gonna be like high winds and some snow and whatnot, yeah. but it's gonna get incredibly cold to the point where like unless you're by a heat source, you're going to instantly freeze to death. You, you
1: yeah. know what I call this? The bullshit. Uh, the that's a good one too. But no, no, no the DQ blizzard. <laughs> the DQ blizzard. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of flurries, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We're we're all gonna have to take a bite. <laughs> Yeah, see, I was thinking of the Dairy Queen flurry, and I got all excited
0: for ice cream.
1: This is sort of like ice cream, but it kills you. <laughs> well, I guess ice cream kills you, too.
0: Another group of losers that have nothing to do in this movie is the space station we keep cutting back oh, to. Oh, man, why are we going to space in this movie? I totally forgot. And it's one of the only times in any movie where there's three characters that have their own plot and not one of them is a recognizable actor of any kind. No, it's just three Stunt doubles floating in in a space station. It's like fucking Roland Emmerich's three nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie,
1: just (laughs) hanging out. Yeah, and these assholes are so goddamn calm about everything up there. Like, hey, I'm on the space station. Nothing can ever harm me. Yeah, but asshole, you're not ever coming home.
0: That's the thing that they don't address in the movie because at the beginning they're like... Oh, hey up there space station. We're going to get some inclement weather. Looks like you're stuck up there for another 6 days. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, all right, whatever. But then they don't address the fact that there's no way these guys are going to get home. At least, well, actually, I don't know though because as we learn, this like ice age only hits
1: about like middle america Well, like people are fleeing from texas to mexico at some points
0: well that's the big the big wink at the end of this movie is that all of these americans are bombarding the mexican could border. could you
1: imagine that what a world huh then i could think, you ima- if I think sarah,
0: sarah palin would rather put a gun in her mouth and commit suicide than do that i'd
1: Dude. watch that
0: <laughs> i'd w- broadcast that on pay-per-view i'll pay whatever money you want
1: oh yeah Wow, yeah, you it's know, a real well,
0: libtard episode we're putting up here, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't help it, but with this with this uh, this this plot of this movie. But you know, it, this, it lets us imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. Yeah. Right. How would we react if we wanted to go to Mexico?
0: Well, what's amazing is I think in that end wrap up of what's going on is uh you hear a newscaster say something to the effect of like Uh, In order for uh, Mexico to be cool with this, uh, the United States has agreed to forgive all of Latin America's debt to the United States. That's like a thing that's just dropped at the end of the movie. Like, Uh "Uh, so to make this okay, Latin America doesn't owe us money anymore. Open your doors to us. If I'm Latin America, I'm like, uh, do you want better? That's like going to prison with somebody that owes you money and, you know, he's much bigger than you. Like, dude, that's that's resolved no matter what, you know, yeah. like <laughs> next thing you need to do for me. I mean, exactly. This, this is the time
1: we need to be calling in our debts, you know, because like half of your taxpayers are dead. At least. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, th- what, you, what is going on here? Well, that's the problem
0: is the last two acts of this movie is all just Dennis Quaid getting his ass to fucking New York we should speed that up because there's a whole new world order that I'd rather see because America's a dead. A new
1: world order? It, it, it <laughs> would
0: have to be, right? Like, power is out. I don't know if power is ever coming back. I mean, Right. Well, yeah, you're totally right. I want to see the day after the day after tomorrow mm-hmm. and what that is like rebuilding
1: society. You know what? Fuck that. Give me next week.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. the road. It, we're
1: going towards the road with Vigo Mortensen. Oh, man. And- <laughs> What a snooze! I that would movie prefer is. that would be the road less traveled because <laughs> I don't want to go down that road. I
0: don't want to go down that road either.
1: I kind of like that movie though. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but that's totally fine. Uh, is it
0: that you like that movie? Yes, because as I say in the show all the time, it's perfectly fine for anybody to like any movie. So I
1: know all you tomorrow heads. <laughs> Damn! Just you know, keep in mind this is a fun program we do mm. from time to time. They call themselves Dat
0: Heads. Huey,
1: Dewey, and Louie Emmerich are
0: really going to come after (laughs) us.
1: (laughs) But you're right, though. I
0: mean, the whole Northern Hemisphere is covered in ice. Like, it's not just America. No, yeah. It's It's the whole Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, Europe, too. Europe's done. Like, the world is different, and we don't see any of it because we're just watching Jake Gyllenhaal burn books. (laughs) Like, that's it. And just, like blow on his hands and look at his watch waiting for dad to come home. Let's talk about the book burning because this is some of the dumbest moments. Like, these are some of the dumbest moments in this movie. So there's the librarian who stayed behind in the library. Yeah. Then there's like some nerdlinger who Uh frequents the library. And then like a younger girl uh, who's probably like 20 or so. This nerdlinger is maybe like in his 30s. Yeah. And My God, the conversations about what books were burning, how dare you burn any book in the first place, this guy's keeping a Bible, like, all of this shit about burning books, like, it's disgusting. And at the end of it, the nerdlinger and the young girl fall in love. Like, they totally are making fuck eyes at each other yeah. over the whole, like, wow, we live through this ice age, but at least we have their their books. There's time now. There's all the time now to read all your books and, and be
1: romantic in this goddamn disaster movie. These goddamn libtards <laughs> not not burning their books when they need to burn them. Their books are there to burn. That's what books are for. That's it's made why out of paper. That's why they made books. <laughs> she made them
0: to burn them. Listen, if the world is turning into the next Ice Age, I'm burning every book around me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care. At that point, I don't care. one around me. (laughs) FYI. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Books be damned. Yeah, you got a Kindle anyway. mm -hmm. I'm going to kill the weakest one of the bunch. Use him to cook up, you know, if need be. Sure. Unless I can, if I can, you know, get out there and kill some of those CGI wolves, roast them up. I'm having a Chris Cabin pulled pork sandwich is what I'm having. (laughs) A slow cooker, man. shit. Cavsies? Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that's delicious. It's got to be. You eat all his knowledge. (laughs) What if it was actually like that movie Ravenous and Mm. you gain the person's, like, soul or whatever. Oh, then I would not eat Chris. No, no. (laughs) So Dennis Quaid makes another uh, appeal to the president who is a George Bush surrogate. He gets, he gets uh, Jeff Goldblum all the way to the white house. So like, you're the only guy that saw this coming. (laughs) Yeah. Come on in. Let's talk about it. And he gives this presentation. And at this point, New York is flooded and freezing, you know, uh, L.A. has 17 tornadoes. We don't know what's going on in the middle of America. We don't see any of that. Major cities only, as always. Well, that's where you think all those tornadoes would be. But that's like... I mean, the whole thing is like you're it's seeing just, weather that you normally wouldn't yeah, see places. In the wrong spot. And, like, there's so much evidence. And even, this Dick Cheney guy... And it's stupid, because Dick Cheney's smarter than this. Dick Cheney would be like, oh, okay, it's a national emergency. We have to do something. Yeah, yeah. Or my oh, you, life is threatened. You gotta, but he's uh, like, no,
1: that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Give me the soul of a baby. Oh, this <laughs> is subtle political commentary. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's stupid. It's so stupid, because all you need to do is drop a few nuclear warheads <laughs> into the heart of the storm. No, no, trust me on this. This will make things a little warmer.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'll, it'll spin the tornado the other way. Yeah, exactly.
1: Then, Thank you. Finally, someone you, gets reverse it. Reverse the
0: polarity. Cross the streams. You got to do all of it. You can't just the do warp some core. Of it, but, yeah, you got to eject the warp core for sure. You definitely have to hit 88 miles per hour.
1: But <laughs> uh, by the way, in this, uh, while well, they're hiding out in the library, and they, you know New York's <laughs> flooded now. There's water everywhere.
0: Oh yeah, because there's there's a big sequence where a huge tidal wave just buries everything. Yeah,
1: she's got to help. There's a scene where where Jake Gyllenhaal has to help Emmy from, Emmy Rossum from yeah. a taxi because she's helping tourists.
0: Yeah, she's helping some French tourists because no, uh,
1: they're the first to fucking go. I'm sorry, <laughs> if shit goes down in New York City, oh no, that, that's 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 you talking about pulled pork sandwiches. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the fucking...
0: Some fucking pulled pork croquettes. I'm giving, the,
1: giving you the straight dope today, man. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. She's like,
0: oh, my God. like, And it's one of these things where everyone keeps looking back. There's a wall of water as tall as the Statue of Fucking Liberty. And everyone's running up Like, run 12 steps, look back. Run 12 steps. It's still coming. It's yeah. still coming. And I'll tell you what. The speed at which this this river... This fucking tidal wave is coming down Fifth Avenue Mm -hmm. compared to the time that they waste puttering around outside of this library does not match up. They'd be dead six times over. Like you see this thing rushing down the street and you're like, wow, that's coming pretty fast. And like any Rossum has time to go find out what's going on with these tourists. And it's just that this woman doesn't speak English, but she doesn't understand that the guy to leave is this she, fucking camp. Yeah, like the guy's like, you, the water is like up to the windows. I have to get you out of this car. And the guy's like, she doesn't speak English. She doesn't know what's going on. I'm like, listen, in this case, this woman would know to get out of the car. She thinks
1: it's a hotel room back here. Huh? She's taking a dump. <laughs> Welcome to America. Speak New York. <laughs> And then soon after this fucking scene, a goddamn giant boat is floating around Manhattan. Just oh, there's just, it. it's, it's a Russian, like, tugboat or hey, something. Hey, Vinny, the Titanic's just <laughs> arrived. Well, better
0: late than never, says Cheech Marin. <laughs> you think that, that boat's got calzones
1: on it or what?
0: <laughs> Bro, I opened up this Russian freighter
1: and inside was six, count it. Six tons of Gabagol. <laughs> oh, man. How about, was there any of them, all uh, those, oh, those babes down at Brighton Beach? <laughs> <laughs> any of them on there? All those rusky babes were inside it. Oh, hey, oh, bro, shit. I think
0: they were there for the sex trade. <laughs> <laughs> the day after tomorrow warped the sex trade. Hey, hey I
1: ain't picky.
0: <laughs> Yo, you ever see that movie, uh, Eastern Promises? <laughs> that's how it's like, bro. That's how, that's how they do it over there. You mean fighting a guy naked in a sauna? No, I mean whatever the fuck Vincent C- Cassell's up to. I'm oh, a big, right. I'm a big New York guy, but I also know who Vincent Cassell is. <laughs> Just because I shovel garbage and eat it for a living doesn't mean I ain't cultured in the areas of art cinema. I know David Cronenberg.
1: You know, those movies get released in New York before anywhere else.
0: <laughs> So technically I got the fucking leg up here, alright? Oh man, I saw Breathless and Film forum last week <laughs> and Maron. Is that a good movie? <laughs> oh mercy. So they're hold up it doesn't make sense to be holed up in the library because it's not even that high of a building. Well like- that's the thing. This movie likes to pretend that also, there are two There's issues I skyscrapers take with this. everywhere in Midtown. Yes. And they like to pretend that this library is bigger you know, yeah. than it is, taller than it is. But also what they're doing in this movie that's a flippin' infuriating is they keep doing the, Hey, if you're looking for us, we're at the library. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what New York has? Like 10,000. 10- Thousand library yeah.
1: branches. Yeah,
0: we're well, at the library. Just, well,
1: they are in the original, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to the Brian Park Library or fucking the Ghostbusters Library, you know? Like, are you you guys in the library from Ghostbusters? Okay, got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's full of ghosts now because we're all dead. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm making more ghosts by killing and then eating people. <laughs> you better hurry up, Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So he talks to his dad. He's like, "Sweetie, I'll pick you up in two days." And yeah. he's like, "Okay." And he gets, he starts like packing up. Like Dennis Quaid has pr- failed, has convinced the president, the vice president to evacuate America. <laughs> so right, and he's like, "Well, I guess the only thing left is to pack up and get my son." And he goes to get his son and his two friends, Dash Mihok and J O Sanders, character acting duo. Oh, that's J O Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. They're like, oh, we'll come with you, ride or die, because I want to go to New York and freeze to death. It's like, oh, what's that team leader, Dennis Quaid? You're picking up your dumb son during this thing? Good luck. (laughs) Yep, see you never
1: again. That's impossible. (laughs) That's like doing a 3.10 in a garbage truck in in the middle of a blizzard. (laughs) Oh,
0: you make time to have it a blizzard, bro. The funny thing is, (laughs) he probably would have got there faster And not, uh, had to spare some lives if he just went by himself. Exactly. J.O. Sanders falls to his death in this movie. Immediately. Almost immediately. Into a mini mall or into a shopping mall.
1: Yeah, no, a legit shopping mall, That scene's really infuriating. They got everything there.
0: So we're we're walking over the frozen tundra, which used to be America, right? Think about that shit. Uh, And it's on top of... Fucking libtard. They fall in through a mini mall and, like, you know, they're doing, like, a kind of a you know a northern trek everyone's connected to each other via rope yeah so jo sanders cuts away the sled and he's like oh it's still still a little too heavy <laughs> And the, ice, the, the, the glass starts to crack and they're like oh no, no no hold on we'll get you and he's like nah hero's death for me <laughs> this is for jake gyllenhaal and he cuts himself free but you don't see him fall they no. cut away, and that's the big problem for me. It's yeah. like, how dare you? I want to. I want to hear that thud.
1: Because we see the sled fall. Yeah, and, and that thing shatters across an escalator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would love to see this fella shatter across I, an escalator. I want him
0: to go right into a coconuts. You know, like just right, and like fucking CDs are sticking out all over him. Or he crashes into a fountain and a bunch of pennies go flying. out of him. <laughs> But you're so right. Like where. Where are the balls on this disaster movie, man? All I can keep thinking about is a certain someone in Volcano melting into lava. Exactly. And it's a hero's death, too. You can get away with making it horrific, you know? Because like, he's just like, <laughs> you know, he's he's living it for everybody. But what's great, though, is that that whole time he's, like, threatening to cut... He's trying to, like, make the decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's looking up at, like, the glass that they're standing on. is like, cracking. And he's like, should I do this or not? And the whole time Dennis Quaid's like, no, seriously, put that knife away. We can figure this out. And he's like, no, I think I'm going to take the hero's way out. You know? And he's like, no, 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 please, whatever you do, don't cut that rope. We'll have you saved in like two <laughs> seconds. And he's like, no, no, no. You're welcome. <laughs> Suicide. And it's just like, for what? Like, honestly, for nothing. It's it's a body count that you don't see. We keep cutting back to Seela Award and Cancer Boy. She's reading a fucking Peter Pan. <laughs> and it's like, well, congratulations. This movie's any slower than it was five minutes ago.
1: <laughs> man. Somehow.
0: Seela Award's a good actor, but like, man, is she just doing nothing in this movie? No. I could not care less. Like, if you deleted. Every scene of hers, after like her and Dennis Quaid get off the phone at the beginning of this movie, yeah. it would be fine. It would be like a... I remember, like, Ceele Ward played his ex-wife for, like, two seconds. That was weird. But it would be way better than cutting back to her and Cancer Boy just wasting my time. This movie mm-hmm. is, like,
1: two and a half hours long or something and like you that. Know, they could have peppered this up a little bit. You know, yeah. have Cancer Boy played by, I don't know, the kids in the halls, Bruce McCullum. <laughs> Give it a little something yeah, it's extra. A little, it's a funny way to go with it. <laughs> it's just a
0: little something extra. He's a short
1: guy. He can still play a kid. Yeah. I think he had a character similar to this once. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Hey, I just uh, I noticed in my notes something stupid to tack on to how stupid the Ian Holmes storyline is. Right when they're about to freeze to death and die and they're drinking that scotch, they do like a a, a toast, you know? Uh-huh. You know, mm. Like toast to our, our death. He goes... uh they they all say one right, huh. so it starts with E. Ah, M- fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> they go uh, to England, to mankind, uh-huh. to Manchester United because uh, this whoa. dude's a huge soccer fan. Yeah, so the team everybody hates too. Hmm. To uh, to Bilbo Baggins, he says <laughs>
1: to, to, to J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> to the Hughes brothers from Hell. <laughs> now available on home video. <laughs> 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 that movie sucks. Yeah, he well, does. Well, Ian Holm is in it. He I does. know he is. He may
0: be Jack the Ripper in that movie. He may just be. I don't remember how that movie ends. I know I think, they I kind think of, you just said the ending. They don't all part- but imply <laughs> that he's the Jack the Ripper.
1: Yeah, because parts of that are. I kind of want to rewatch it, to be honest with you. I haven't seen that in a long time. I saw it in theaters, time. and yeah.
0: I was a big fan of the book, and I remember just being like, ah. Oh, well, really? I, I, didn't, I didn't know the book. It's a good one. Oh, there's also. Is
1: that a, is that a funny book? The, the funny book with pictures
0: in it. The, oh, the yeah, funnies. Okay. The funnies. Oh, it's funny pages. <laughs> yeah, it's the funny pages. <laughs> so we've got Wait Out the movie. We've also got, before they're on their like, Did you say Wipeout? Out? <laughs> I'm going to do a belly flop from the fucking Statue of Liberty. Look out, whales. (laughs) Here I come. Oh, I'm the only man that's ever going to survive the second ice age. Eating cat hot dogs. I think it was... Keeping myself
1: warm. It wasn't called Wipeout, right? It was Splash or something? No, it was
0: Wipeout. Was it? No, Wipeout is the show where... Idiots try to run across things and get knocked into water. Yeah, oh, those celebrity the celebrity oh, no, They get nerfed out, right? Yeah, they get, yeah, there's like big nerf things oh, yeah, hit yeah. them and they fall in and the water. This Splash was, was the. Was it the, Splash? Yeah.
1: You, oh, yeah, where, where, where Louis Anderson uh-huh. jumps off a building <laughs> into, I don't think it's a, <laughs> into a, a glass of water. Yeah, it's
0: him and then a carnival horse. <laughs> <laughs> they both do it. Yeah, no, Wipeout was, uh, it was hosted by, um, that uh the dude who used to do talk soup, yeah, oh, Joe John McHale? no John Henson. I'm thinking about it now, like, so Los Angeles is destroyed, right? Yeah, New York is mostly destroyed. What if at the end, when all said and done the day after the day after tomorrow, Louis Anderson is the greatest living actor like what <laughs> if what if we get down to that? Thank God, I was on vacation in Minnesota when all of Hollywood was wiped out. Hey, Wipeout's on. <laughs> I'm rebooting the Die Hard franchise next week. Yeah,
1: right, right, right when I'm done playing Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> just Louis Anderson. In Steven a bunch of- Spielberg's Lincoln. <laughs> Four score and seven <laughs> beers ago. <laughs> we got to get this amendment through.
0: Oh, man, I guess I have to be Ray Charles in this biopic. Georgia. Georgia. I don't know the word. I'll practice. And the Academy Award for Best Actor goes to Louis Anderson for all of the movies he's ever done this year. (laughs) As he's our only living actor. Please welcome Louis Anderson to the stage. Louie, would you like to come on down, please? You're the only man in the audience. I drink your milkshake. I drink all of them in the whole milkshake shop. Louie Anderson remakes of Oscar-winning movies might be my new favorite thing of all time. Oh, I need
1: kids to work in my factory. They got the little arms. They get into the machines. (laughs) Come on, you gotta give me the kids. Oh, shit, I have to do G.I. Joe Retaliation
0: next week, and I have to play all the characters. (laughs) Let's go, Joes. (laughs) Okay, Joe. I'm gonna get you, Joe. My favorite movie that I've done so far is Blue is the Warmest Color. It's me playing two lesbian teenagers. Wait, who am I talking to? <laughs> oh, my God. Louis Anderson in Blue is the Warmest Color. I just threw up inside. So we're still waiting at this library, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dennis the wo- Quaid's on his way, Andrew. This is something we, we neglected to mention. A little detail back when Emmy Rossum was saving those useless tourists. She cuts herself on the bumper of the cab. Oh, yeah. So now, flash forward to where we are in the film, she's got sepsis kicking in. Good old-fashioned sepsis, which we diagnose oh, shut up! the librarian just reading symptoms from a book, which it's it's like... Oh, aren't you glad we didn't burn all these books? Knowledge is is power. So then they get... Jake. They're like, well, if we don't have any antibiotics, she's going to die. And Jake Gyllenhaal's like, well, there's a boat. Chances are on that boat, there's going to be exactly what we need. Yeah, this shitty Russian freighter
1: yeah on an automated freighter maybe that's frozen
0: true. in midtown manhattan
1: just maybe there's a usable uh, first aid kit on there that has penicillin and whatever the god else we need
0: uh there probably won't be that but there's definitely going to be some cgi wolves woo yeah somebody <laughs> says in the audience who still woke up these wolves, man, are just trotting around this thing. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal and his two friends, the hunk and his nerdy friend. They're like, okay, we're all going to go together because we're literally bored out of our skulls being in this library for three days. <laughs> and I'd love to stretch my legs. And then run afoul of the wolves and the hunky character who is no longer a romantic rival. You know, he's a good guy. He gets bitten by a wolf but doesn't die. Like, again, like, he needs to get fucking like, oh, raped yeah. by four wolves. The whole... <laughs> like the that's whole pack what I need of to see. Them. The oh, whole pack yeah. of them just eats this guy alive. Yep, exactly. He sacrifices
1: himself so Jake yep, Gyllenhaal exactly. and the nerd can get through the door. Or, or at very least, he turns into a werewolf. <laughs> yes. Because, you know what? It's like, oh, Dennis Craig can be like, oh, this this, this storm is it's, it's, it's changing the way the world works. Magic is coming back. <laughs> It's sort of like Game of Thrones with the dragons, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, now magic's back in the world. Winter Why is not? coming. See? yep, yeah. Boom. Yep.
0: You're D- right. When, with,
1: with, com- with the coming winter comes, you know, the rise of magic. Yeah. Magics. It would. Yeah, exactly. Like, sort of like Mangus 2.
0: <laughs> so My favorite the- character on Game of
1: Thrones to play was Khal Drogo. <laughs> <laughs> I also had to play. Kelsea, that
0: was fun to shoot. If you know what I mean. Hey guys, you can't you can't see it, but I'm winking.
1: (laughs) They they wrote her. I can't even do this impression at all. (laughs) They wrote her aged up a little bit, but I still played her like like she was in the books as a 13 year old. (laughs) It's how I envisioned what Cal Droga was doing.
0: (laughs) I need motivation
1: for both of my characters.
0: (laughs) I won 41 Emmys last year. I also wrote Breaking Bad. (laughs) Hey, guys, in this post-apocalyptic society where I'm the only creative figure, (laughs) I brought back all my favorite shows. Breaking Bad... (laughs) Life with
1: Louie? I got another job for your Uncle Jack. <laughs> Everybody's back from the
0: dead. Welcome back, Tuco. <laughs> I was also a big fan of
1: Roseanne. <laughs> now
0: I'm playing Roseanne. Dan! <laughs>
1: This fall on NBC, Louis Anderson does whatever he wants <laughs> from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then the local news, like the chair spins and you think
0: it's somebody else and it's Louis Anderson again. That's all the news for tonight. Stay tuned for the Tonight Show starring me. <laughs> Give me a few minutes to get over to the other studio and get everything set up. The suicide rate would be through the roof. <laughs> like, honestly, skyrocket. It wouldn't be the lack of food, it'd be the lack of entertainment sustenance.
1: Welcome to Late Night with Louie Anderson. And now, last call with <laughs> Louie Anderson. He would still have to stay up for last call. Oh, that show's never getting canceled. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about the magic bullet. You can make all kinds of smoothies. It's four in the morning.
0: Oh, no. Here ends our broadcast day. But I'm not going to sleep. Beep. <laughs> I would kill myself within the the first week.
1: The Today Show at four thirty in the morning or whatever.
0: Oh man! And then he keeps losing all this weight, right? Because he's working so much, and he loses all of his charm. And wow! And you're right. And that's when he loses America. (laughs) That's when people turn. They tune out. They're like, "Yeah, he's not fat anymore. (laughs) Turn it off." He's worked himself down to being horrendously, dangerously skinny. I don't know. this. M- so the kid doesn't die via wolf. Who cares? No, doesn't even have the courtesy to turn into a goddamn werewolf. Just gets back inside safely. Everyone gets back inside safely. We don't even see Emmy Rossum take the medicine or get better. No. You're, You're totally insane. right. She just like gets up towards the end of the movie when Dennis Quaid comes to pick everybody up in the minivan. <laughs>
1: Uh, also when they're running away from the wolves to get back into the library they're also running away from the personification of cold. Oh my so,
0: god, they outrun cold in this movie. It's like
1: it's like Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, sh- you know, like the, it's like that the all the, 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 oh, the cold is chasing them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we see the Empire State Building get even colder. <laughs> it just cracks up a little bit. It's like, "Oh my god, it's even colder out there."
0: They run into, like, they all go into, like, one room in the library where there's this
1: huge, this huge
0: medieval fireplace that I'm sure is in the New York Public Library. And they're all hiding in this room. They're throwing whatever books at this point because the cold's coming. It's the cold (laughs) snap. And you see the door freeze and the cold, like, comes through the cracks like, ah, 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 here I come. (laughs) It's so stupid. And they're like, right. They're like, oh, you have to keep the fire on. Like, if it's. If the cold is that intense that it's, like, actually chasing you, you're all dead. You're so dead. I don't care what fire you have, what James Joyce volume you're burning, (laughs) you're all moitered. There's a hilarious thing where you learn about this cold snap that's, you know, going to hit our characters eventually. It's, like, kind of around the time... It's hitting Ian Holm, which also, you don't see those fuckers die. No. They toast and that's the last time you see them, but there's a couple of helicopters that run into this cold snap, and the choppers freeze yeah. mid-air and crash. And this guy gets out like, now what's going on around here? And you see this human being like instantly freeze, and I was like, can that Start happening for like the whole movie. Yeah, is this going to happen to more people? Oh, oh, what's that? It's just that one guy. Oh, 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 great, great. But
1: also, uh I don't know if we mentioned it, but there were there was a a, a group of dissenters in the New York Public Library that's like, hey, no, we're going to go outside. We're gonna oh, go. right, we're going to walk with everyone else for safety.
0: Oh man, I think Nuncio's open. Let's go get a slice. And everyone puts <laughs> their coats on and leaves. Jake Gyllenhaal has to give this big speech about like. Now, if you go out there, my dad says you're gonna die. My dad's coming, and he says you're all gonna die if you leave. And they're like, "Yeah, who the fuck is this kid?" And he's like, "My dad created this kind of." Daddy, you snoutin' those 28 year olds and they shove him, <laughs>
1: and they go and die almost instantly. Well, yeah, yeah, we get some. We get a nice shot of um, uh, the cop that was in the party uh, frozen to death. So that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you don't see it transform, though. That's
0: I I, I like the transformation of the yeah. instant freeze. I would
1: like, yeah, some transformers for sure, <laughs> definitely.
0: I would like you, you know that movie, The Last Winter, when uh, it's no. a harm. It's like an ecological horror movie. It's oh, it's a Perlman? Yeah, it's not better than this one, but it, I mean, it is. It is <laughs> no, it is better than this movie uh, by a lot. But uh, by a lot, <laughs> there's dinosaur ghosts that come. Wait, shut what? up! <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, like they don't. It's not as cheesy as it sounds, unfortunately. They kind of take the high
1: road, which is kind of a problem Hold for on, me. Damn it. Hold on a second. There's a blizzard. There's a blizzard. The, the, the earth freezes. Yeah. And then the ghosts of dinosaurs yes. arise from
0: the crypt. Dinosaurs, mastodons, like... Are they coming out of the fucking gas tanks? <laughs> well, no, it's, they're in Antarctica, and they're like, oh, my God, the planet is revolting against us. It hates us for what we've done to it. Right. And I think there's primal things happening. Dinosaur ghost. Sounds like I need to watch this with an ice-cold glass of water. (laughs) Is this a
1: fucking Scientology movie?
0: (laughs) I feel like if there's one person who's not putting up with Scientology, it's Ron Perlman. (laughs) He
1: fucking punches Scientology in its face. (laughs) So, whatever.
0: Dennis Quaid makes it to the library. He does. (laughs) With with no incident. After J.O. Sanders commits suicide for no reason... Everything's gravy. He pitches a tent with that other guy. Him and Dash Mihawk, like, they're like, the snap happens, and he's like, you know, Mihawk's like, you know, we've got to wait this out for a couple of days. And then Dennis Quaid's like, well, I don't think he has a couple of days. And, like, (laughs) Mihawk is just like, should just be like, I don't give a fuck. We may be the last two people alive on Earth. Yeah, you know what? I'm pitching this tent, and I'm going to have a good night's sleep. Yeah, exactly. Eat shit, you and your dumb genius child. I know it's my fault for even agreeing to come on this bullshit trip, yeah. but you, we are taking one for Mihawk today. Guess what? Guess what?
1: Guess what? Keep walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The tent's in my bag. Mm-hmm. Keep walking. So, by the way, it's now Subarctic. It's like negative 98 degrees. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's but bad. Don't worry. We've got a thin like vinyl sheets protecting us <laughs> yeah. from the elements. <laughs> We're fine. Oh, and by the way, I also lugged my giant goddamn phone that I can talk to the astronauts in outer space with. He makes a phone called astronauts? Yeah. Yeah. He does well, right. He, yeah, he's got,
0: he's got like a weird GPS thing. Yeah, and he's
1: like, "Hey, uh, hey astronauts, how's it going up there?" And they're like, fine, man. We got fucking hundred years worth of Tang."
0: <laughs> yeah, man. When do those guys go mad? Do you think? Oh, like, that's, space that's the movie. Is a
1: very real thing, man. That's oh, what yeah. I
0: see, like that. That's cr- like you keep checking back up with these. Who cares, astronauts, that somebody's just holding somebody else's eyeballs? Oh, yeah, See?
1: fucking Event Horizon comes to fruition. <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> hell in space is happening. <laughs> like, they've lost their minds to such a degree. <laughs> it's just blood and guts everywhere and chains for some reason.
0: I feel... You just remind me of something funny. Because I, I recently finished watching the entire Hellraiser filmography, which, if you want to talk about wastes of time... <laughs> Put that up there. There's, like, what, 1.4 usable hours in that <laughs> entire thing?
1: If oh, we that. should do a fan master cut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you just reminded me of the idea that in a lot of these sequels, they're just shitty scripts for, like, horror thrillers that yeah. they were like, yeah, we could stick centibytes in this. And they just make them Hellraiser movies, right? I was thinking, do you think if Event Horizon didn't find enough funding they would have just made it a Hellraiser movie. Because <laughs> like, you, you, just, you yeah. put Pinhead in that movie, Oh, it man. makes perfect sense. It's it a Hellraiser movie. Be- Easy mean, fix. Sam Neill kind of turns into Pinhead at the end of that movie. Yeah. Doesn't he like have his skins all ripped off yeah, yeah, or something? Yeah, that's, yeah. He's,
1: that's Paul W.S. Anderson, right? It is. That's that's, that's his best movie. Yeah I, yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed it.
0: Mm. I don't know if I like that or Mortal Kombat better. Oh, that's a good oh, question. Shit, <laughs> that's
1: fucking Sophie's choice. <laughs> Starring me, Louie Anderson.
0: <laughs> I'm remaking the old ones because all the film canisters froze. <laughs> I got to go back and do everything now. Oh, no. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> and the, by my dear, I mean my cat. <laughs> that That's the only co-stars he would ever have would be cats. <laughs> And here's my cast of characters, cats and dogs. (laughs) (laughs) The creepiest line in this movie is uttered when Dennis Quaid gets to this library. Mm -hmm. So, like, he gets there and they're, they're all sleeping, like all the survivors. So, like nerdlingers with, like, that young lady, and they're, like, keeping each other warm, you know? Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And then, like... we oh, yeah, don't even uh, see that shit happen, by the way. Wait, no, why what not? Are you, just
1: show- what are you saying?
0: I was saying they were getting down to some fucking in the library. Oh, what yeah, saying.
1: dude. You got to... Body heat, number one.
0: Exactly. You got but to there stay warm. a good warm.
1: body heat scene, but it doesn't go anywhere. Oh,
0: that's right, where she's like, I'm going to press up against you, and we're going to hug, and he's definitely got a Jake Gyllenhaal nerd boner. Mm-hmm. And she's just like... Yeah, this way. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's
1: small. <laughs> you're you're a nerd, right? That's what would happen. This is
0: her saying that to him. Yeah, and then oh, he'd yeah. be like,
1: "It's cold." <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so, like Dennis Quaid's looking around. He's like, "God, I sure hope my son isn't dead." And he's got this flashlight, and it co- like the flashlight comes on Jake Gyllenhaal, and like it he comes on Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yes, it comes upon Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> that didn't really make it better. <laughs> I was gonna say. And so he wakes up, and Jake Gyllenhaal just goes, like, he sees that it's Dennis Quaid, and he goes, hi, father. Uh, I'm like, wait, did you get turned into a pod person?
1: I'm a man now. (laughs) I have had intercourse. I had sex with this girl who has blood poisoning. (laughs) Now I have dick poisoning. Well, that's the uh, funny thing is like I think you can contract sepsis uh, sexually for whatever yeah, reason. No
0: one grows beards in this movie, like especially Jake Hall because they want to make him look like a 17 year old kid. But like but how it's, many days are passing, though, the day, the day after tomorrow. No, so I mean, it's at least seven to ten days because they they said the storm is going to last seven to ten days. Oh, uh, oh, you're right, right, right. There right. definitely would be rampant cannibalism. Then. Absolutely. I,
1: ah, uh, rats. <laughs> what a missed yeah. opportunity all around. They would they have eaten those
0: first. Yeah, you start eating those subway rats. That's good eating.
1: Mm-hmm. Like in uh, Demolition Man. <laughs> so, you know, at this
0: point, we're all in Mexico. Not everybody, just the, pre- the, the, the oh, by the way, one of the things oh, that yeah! th- happens <laughs> off screen is the president dies. The president's, like, trying to wait out the storm, and then it's like, Mr. President, we really have to shag some ass here. Mr. Yeah. President,
1: you're dead. <laughs> you're dead, Willie. So really.
0: you, you, see, you see him, like, <laughs> getting a helicopter, and then the lady who's, like, the Secretary of Defense walks in. Dick Cheney, of course, is already in Mexico. Well, he, first one there.
1: <laughs> so we and, just own Mexico now? Oh, yeah. did You just we plant that it. flag. That's yeah. all you have to do. And she's
0: like... Uh, Sir um so you're the president now he's like no oh, what's that <laughs> it's like oh well the president didn't get out in time and his caravan's frozen instantly so you're uh, you're
1: uh, you're the president now is what i'm saying he's like well gosh golly that's great news so he in in he, so now it's under nafta and we have the amero i'm imagining that's the that's the currency oh. once we combine the United oh. States, Mexico, and Canada. Well, Canada's, well, Canada's, Canada's got to be done, done for, yeah.
0: And and you know what? Shitty-ass Hollywood movie. Not one mention of our friends to the north. No. And what their situation is. There might as well not even be a country there. They're like, oh, America's going to get slobbered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get
0: slobbered by this storm. <laughs> I think I meant to say clobbered. but it I like uh,
1: slobbered. It's like a... It's like a the dog of winter comes, you know, man. <laughs> it's, like this it's big sh- wintry storm yeah. comes and slobbers you up.
0: But Dick Cheney <laughs> learns a little lesson from this whole thing, you yep. know, and like he gives this big speech. Is like you know we're all we all learned a little lesson in humility, and by that I mean two thirds of the country is dead. Uh, it's mostly because years ago I didn't listen to this scientist who mm. turned out to be. One hundred percent right on everything he told me. Well, and for some know, reason the American Albert made bank, so whatever. <laughs> for some reason the American system of government still exists, even though he's doing it from an, a Mexican embassy. It's yeah. like, dude, like it's anarchy. It's the purge anarchy out there. Okay, <laughs> best case scenario, it's all happening. Yeah, and so he he gives a speech, and then like the the. Dennis Quaid's boss is like, Oh my God, Dennis Quaid is stuck in New York. And Dick Cheney's like, Well, I better fucking dispatch nine helicopters to get yep. six people, which these helicopters must have, what, one tenth of the world's energy supply at this point? <laughs> like, there's nothing left. Like, I'm sorry that New York is closed for business. Yeah, we're closed. You know what? It's, it's the city that never sleeps until the ice age comes. <laughs> Then we're closed for a couple of days. And he gives this speech, and he's giving this speech. He's like, and I even dispatched some helicopters because some really nice guy stuck in New York? <laughs> if I was watching this somehow, you know, eating my father, I'd be like, what, what the fuck? we I sending helicopters for white people? You know, like, I'd be so <laughs> mad. What I love, too, is so they pick up Jake Gyllenhaal and company, and, you know, they're helicopters, so yeah. you're fitting, like, Five people in there, yeah, and they're flying by Manhattan. And he's getting like one last look, and there's all these people on rooftops, and like sometimes helicopters are coming down for them, yeah, but not most, most the of the time,, eh, you're <laughs> just kind of up there for no reason, like a jerk, and we did not bring enough fuel for two trips. I'll tell you that much, yep, so uh. I hope you liked looking at this helicopter. Oh,
1: maroon Vinny, I'm, uh, I'm the mayor now, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro, that's fucked up. I would have voted for you anyway, though. All those fucking waspy scientists get the first helicopter. It's fucked up, bro.
1: <laughs> Us natives got to stay here. <laughs> We're going to be eating the garbage of the old worlds. <laughs> and uh
0: not shockingly, those uh, astronauts are in space forever. Oh, yeah. For, oh. They're the last characters we see in the movie. And they're kind worry. of our ho- chorus, everybody. Yeah. So.
1: And they tell everyone, like, oh, my God, the storm is gone forever. Have you ever seen the Earth so blue? Oh, yeah. So and then beautiful? it's beautiful. It's
0: the computer image from the Earth that uh, Apple uses with iPhones. What? Like When you initially get an iPhone and there's, like, the picture oh, of the yeah. globe, yeah. it's that exact picture. How did that work? Did Apple get it from the day after tomorrow or vice versa?
1: I think it's like someone made it and Uh, it just
0: gets licensed. I think Roland Emmerich
1: just held up his phone. (laughs) Oh, wait, this was 2004. So, wait, did it exist? I don't know. That's up to you, listener. (laughs) I can't help. Is this, uh,
0: I mean, because that's the end of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's... it's terrible and dull. Is this Roland Emmerich's dullest movie? I didn't see that 10,000 B.C. Well, I didn't see that That's either. him. At least there's like, I don't know, Sabretooth Tiger's doing shit in there. It's got to oh, be yeah. more
1: exciting than this. This was a total snooze fest. It's a total snooze fest. And like,
0: I'm sorry, keep your, your beating me over the face messages out of my dumb summer blockbuster. Yeah, yes. I
1: agree. Even Even if we personally think, hey, you know, maybe we should give a shit about the environment. Don't fucking shove it down my throat when I'm shoving popcorn down there already. <laughs> <laughs> just, There's not room for both, and I'm gonna keep eating this popcorn.
0: Especially when you make a bad movie, it just actually weakens everyone's position. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly like, right. Oh, uh, what's this? What's this pamphlet about? Global warming? No, that's like isn't that that bad movie? Fuck that garbage. <laughs> it's like getting a pamphlet, you know in the rare case that someone actually takes a pamphlet from someone else, which is never. But if it were to happen, and the first thing you notice on the pamphlet is that there's, like, a gigantic spelling error. You're just like, well, this is a fucking waste of time, because the people who made it are idiots. And that's just what this is. And then you're making it again with 2012, but that's, like, more the Mayan prophecy than yeah. anything else. That movie's a real stink fest, too. But in that movie, they have the audacity to be like, well, we've been planning for this for a long time because the Mayans told us. So we've built all of these super ships that people are gonna live on. At least that's something. You know, there's some sci-fi element to it. This is like grounded in boring bullshit Well, it's not even reality. It's grounded in like Boring
1: fantasy. You yeah. know what
0: I mean? It's like, what if we had to walk across America uh,
1: what if to a library? And it was really cold out that day.
0: Walk across America? No! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that a, uh, that's him and Forrest Gump, right? <laughs> I gotta
0: do. Maybe I'll just cut that part from the story.
1: <laughs> What's this about a box of chocolates? <laughs> oh. More about that. The whole movie's about the chocolates now. (laughs) Forget the Vietnam War. I'm just eating more chocolate. And then I play the Elvis cameo. (laughs) Remember Elvis is in Forrest Gump. Yes, sir. I
0: think he said he has to go pee. And now I'm Kennedy. (laughs) Get it?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Louis Anderson and JFK.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Back and to the left. Guys, come on! It's back and to the left! How can you not see this? It's not a conspiracy, it's real. It's I physics. Like, I like playing the Wayne Knight part because the pants fit the best. <laughs> I, love, wait, I love the idea that he's just using all of the <laughs> same costume. You would have to, right? Oh, he's I like gotta wiggle out. I gotta wiggle into Kevin Costner's suit. <laughs> Now that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> what? Oh, <no. laughs> oh man, that's the day after tomorrow from Roland Emmerich, 2004. Oh. What a what a disaster movie, and not in the way I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, check oh, we out our, oh, uh, No Recommends. By the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so. Done just with so it. done with this movie. No, I'm sorry, but no one is recommending. No, 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 no. If no, you want to watch a Roland Emmerich movie, watch Independence Day. I would say Volcano is a better, a much better, more watchable. Uh, if you want to see L.A. get lit up, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get lit up good. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of good. Dis- I mean, I like a good disaster movie. I like oh, yeah. shit falling into each other and smashing and crashing. Absolutely. Yeah, it just none of that happens, or it happens and then we go to a library. The last place I want to be when I'm at the movies (laughs) is at the library. Uh, We could could
1: talk about books and the merits of one book over another and which one should be burned.
0: (laughs) That's a debate for a Twilight Zone episode, I feel. That's not here.
1: No. No, that's not. Keep that out of the picture house.
0: If you want to get a hold of us and find out more information about the show, check out WHMPodcast.com. Join the conversation online. We're talking to you on Twitter at WHM Podcast and on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash WeHateMovies. Right into the mailbag, movies at gmail.com. We have July's mailbag episode right around the corner, so stay tuned for that as well. Rate and review the show in iTunes or wherever you get it. Uh, wherever you subscribe and download, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Blame it on Outer Space, Eric's Conspiracy Theory Takedown Show, is going
1: strong bi-weekly. What, uh, what's coming out on Blame it on oh, Outer Space? Well, we got a really exciting episode on their little program coming out. On uh, The topic is crop circles. Oh, shit. Very, very popular topic. And we actually have, this is I'm really stoked for this, a, a celebrity guest. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if we should say who or or not but it's really exciting i think you should keep people in suspense yeah um it's it's this is one not to miss folks there
0: you go so it's not (laughs)
1: louie anderson
0: i'm busy i've got so many movies to make you guys i'm wrapped up in production on my new casablanca (laughs) is looking at you skid oh cut (laughs) and that's just in the movie Well, I, mean, he's got, I got so much to do. I only got one day. <laughs>
1: he's also the editor. I don't have
0: to write <laughs> Find out who the big celebrity guest is. Blame it on OuterSpace dot com at Blame space Pod on Twitter and join their Facebook Manson family. <laughs> Facebook dot com slash Blame It on Outer Space. Clue for next week's episode. Uh, I will say it's a sequel to an action movie. Ooh. Good call. Sequel to an action movie. So until next week when we crack that code, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven that. Eric Siska. Take it easy.